the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is the Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your money, your life, your relationships, your work, any of it and all of it. I'm John Deloney, joined here by my good friend George Camel, and we're taking your calls live. 888-825-5225. Kelly is standing by to take your call. Let's go out to Francisco in Topeka, Kansas. What's up, Francisco? How we doing? Hey, can you guys hear me all right? Absolutely. What's up, my brother? Hey, uh, I just wanted to start out by saying I'm a, such a huge fan of the show. I've been listening for quite some time, and uh, because of you guys, my wife and I have been able to pay off almost $100,000 in debt. Wow. Awesome. Way to go. It's fantastic. How, how, how much further do you have to go to your debt-free? We are making our last payment. Uh, we're saving up. Uh, we've got $2,000 left, and we're going to make that payment next week. Yeah, Woo! Francisco. Way to go, dude. Oh, well, all thanks to you guys. You guys have really made a difference. Dude, we didn't do anything. You did the hard work, and you all grounded out together. <laughs> I'm proud of you. So what's up, man? Yeah. How can we help today? Hey, so uh, I just wanted to ask. Uh, I am married with a wife, a beautiful wife, and two beautiful babies. And uh, I'm getting to a point in my life where I kind of want to start my own career. Uh, I'm 26 years old. Uh, I want to start my own business, sorry. Um, I work for a company. Uh, I do pretty good. I make about 50000 a year. And uh, I recently was given an opportunity by an uh, acquaintance of mine to go work for him as a carpenter. Um, it wouldn't pay near as well starting out, but I would be starting with him with the understanding that he's going to teach me the ins and outs of running my own business and eventually um, branch out on my own. So my question is, what do you think is a good amount of money to have saved up um, to get started with that? You know, uh, should I have the emergency fund plus some other things or uh, at what point in the baby steps do you think I should start? What what type of pay cut are you talking? Um, So starting out, I'd probably be making about 40,000 a year. Okay, so it's not like you're going to fifteen thousand dollars a year. Can you make your Can you make your bills with forty grand a year? Oh yeah, absolutely. We our house is paid for. Um, so it's once this debt is done. I mean, we're we're just going to have regular bills, you know. So two different times in my career, my wife and I sat down and looked at what our lives were like at the moment and a potential career opportunity. Two different times, I've taken pay cuts. One time, our household income pay cut was very, very significant to go to another career, another job, same career, another job at another university in another city. And within short form, we had earned it back. And then I've mm. taken, I've done that. So I've done it twice. It's worked out for me both times exponentially so. And so the keys, I think, are asking yourself, what are you going to get out of this thing? And what's the, what is the, the calendar date when you're going to say, I'm ready to go? Meaning, if you just get in there and do this forever, there's a real easy possibility that you're making $40,000 six years from now just and you've become this person's live-in apprentice. What are right. the skills you want to acquire and are you on the side practicing your the career that you want to, to, to get into, the business you want to start, right? So you're going to be doing both and. So enter into this season right. as a student and as a practitioner and it's going to be really busy for two or three or four years. You hear what I'm saying? So it's right. less about you got a you got a house paid off. You're about to be completely debt free. You can cover your bills. Obviously, George. Yeah, I mean, he's going to want to get an emergency fund. But you hear what I'm saying? This is about 
letting your wife know, hey, for the next two or three years, we're going to be grinding because I'm going to be learning. I'm going to be hustling. I'm going to take on a second job so I can start practicing these things I'm learning. And the goal here is in two years, in three years, in 1.5 years, I'm going to be ready to launch and do my own thing. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it helps a little bit. I do have about half a year experience doing uh, trim carpentry. Okay. Before the job I have now, that's what I did for a little bit. But it sounds like the so carpentry part help. is less the issue. It's more how do you get jobs and how do you do marketing and what's the books like and how do you plan and bid jobs. That's the stuff you're going to be learning, right? Right, right, exactly. So okay. what's in it for this guy to teach you and then help you launch a competing carpentry business? So um, honestly, he's he's just a really good guy. He um, he does it for a living pretty much. Uh, he's He's had two or three brothers that he – caught up in the industry and then basically turned them loose to run their own businesses. And uh, I just happened to be on a job site with him and, and he's like, Hey, you know, if, if you ever decide you want to get into carpentry, you know, let me know. I'll, I'll Could give you, you the, help the him part time while need. keeping your job. And then eventually you launch on your own as you start to build your own client base. I could do that. Yeah. I, um, I think that's the absolute smartest way to go. Do this on the side. So right. I'm going to work for you six hours. I'm going to be there all day Saturday for the next year. Uh, I want you to come over to my house and let me look at your books and see how these things work. I'll, I'll provide the nachos and the drinks, and we can just figure this out. But <laughs> you know, make it a regular thing. But, yeah, I think George is right. I just don't like dropping everything you have on the promise that this guy is going to give you this, and he's going to teach you this, and he's going to help you launch the business. He does sound like he's a good guy, but I don't want you to make that kind of risky move before you know this is exactly what I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. But get that emergency fund in place. You can get a floating fund on top of that if you want to split the gap. If you do end up making the jump, let's have ten grand there to go, all right, this can help me keep the income we have if that's all of your household income. George, you talk with young entrepreneurs a lot, and there's this fire burning, right, between I have a particular thing that I want to see out into the world, and then I, you know, you talk to other entrepreneurs who are I just want to go do my own thing. I don't really care what my own thing is. I'm going to go buy a car wash franchise. Do you love I just car don't wash? want to work no, for okay. the man. For the man. Yeah. Right? Oh, they'll get into the vending machine business. They'll get into real estate, house hacking, you, you name it. They don't love any of that. Right. What they want is some easy, quick money. And there is no such thing. Okay, so that's that's helpful for me. So there's the entrepreneur that's like, I want to fix healthcare in my local community. So I'm going to develop a courier business that helps with this. That's an entrepreneur who sees a gap in the market, who has a hole in their heart that they want to fill by serving other people. I, I, I hate the pizza in this community. I'm doing something about it. I'm starting a pizza company where the pizza's not garbage. That's a mission right? worth solving. <laughs> I agree. Man. But then there's the other entrepreneur that it's not about entrepreneurialism. It's a, I just want to hack my way through No, they this. saw the TikTok video about the guy who has a vending machine. And he makes $100 a month on this vending machine. If you can do that 28 times, you can make some easy, quick money in a few months. Gotcha. And it's just never that easy. And so I think in people's minds, they have this picture of, man, I can stop working for the man because I hate my boss and I hate what I do, and I can go work for myself. Replacing Skittles all day, and I am free. And so I just want people to find things they love to do. And usually when you do that, you're going to find a way to make money doing it. Yeah, and if you find things to do that, you know, 
fulfill that purpose need in your soul, right? Yeah. What, what, what am I? What am I doing? Here? And Francisco clearly loves carpentry. Yeah. He's not doing it to make a quick buck. Right. He just is drawn to that world. That's awesome. We need good people in the trades in our community. And he wants to start his own thing. Great. And he's doing it the right way, which is going to learn how to run a business and how to be a carpenter. That's you know awesome. what, Francisco? We're going to send you a copy of Entree Leadership. That's Dave's playbook on business and leadership, and I think it's really going to help you and get you inspired on the business end. It's awesome. We'll be right back on The Ramsey Show. saw a study that really made me sad. It showed that families owning life insurance in the U.S. was at its lowest point since the 1970s. After what we've been through the past few years, I'm just lost on how people don't make this more of a priority. How are you going to make sure your family needs are met if something happens to you? This is why getting term life is an absolute necessity. Rates have never been cheaper, and the whole process to apply is pretty simple with many companies not even requiring an exam anymore. This is why I send you to Xander Insurance, and I have for almost 25 years. They'll make sure you get the right protection at the lowest cost possible, and they're there for you and your family every day. I challenge all of you to make sure your families are protected. It needs to be a top priority. Call Xander at 800-356-4282 or visit Xander.com. That's 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. You are listening to The Ramsey Show, in case you didn't know. I'm George Campbell, joined today by Dr. John Deloney, and we are taking your calls, 888-825-5225. May is joining us up next. She's in Raleigh, North Carolina. May, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for picking my call. How are you doing today? Great. How can we help? Um, so I have a question which is more um, not really baby steps because we are financially free. Awesome. Um, our incomes are, I make about 70, and he makes close to 70 also. So let's say 148 here. Okay. Who, who's I this I'm he? I'm a nurse. Um, my partner. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I, um, I'm currently a nurse in an ICU, and I want to go to anesthesia school. However, I cannot get over the idea of going to an Ivy League anesthesia school, which is such a hassle to go to, because I went to undergrad for free, um, by merit, got scholarships all the way through, and then like applied for some on the way. So I I came out with zero debt. Awesome. And when I met him, he had some debt, so he cleared the debt so that we could you know go forward and do stuff with our lives. But I'm at that point where I'm like, I really really want to go to an Ivy League school. Um, because do you want to go to an Ivy League age. school? Yeah. So well, may so may I've spent my entire career working at universities. <laughs> I even did a. Uh, a development program at Harvard. Okay, so I've been there. I love it. Tell me why you have that picture in your mind that you can't get out of your mind. I think uh, so. I came as an immigrant, and I think when I was coming in, I missed the opportunity to do that undergrad. And so, you know, I kind of like made the grace so that when I do decide to go back to school for the graduate level, that I could be able to do that. Um, but he is not buying the idea, what? and it's like 
Well, so so she could desire. Well, so so tell me what is your dream to be a, an extraordinary nurse anesthetist? Yes. Okay. And um, let's see. Are you y'all gonna? Or do you have plans to make your home and your family and to do life in back in Raleigh? Um, yes. We okay. Plan to stay in the North Carolina area. Okay. If you told me, I really want to be an anesthesia research scientist. I want to swan dive into the biochemical physiology of um, of being of anesthesia i want to know how the body responds i want to be around the best scientists in the world then maybe maybe depending on the program that type of capital outlet paying that price would be worth it what you want to be is a great nurse who sits with people who are scared and you're calm you have a calming voice i could tell that you're kind and you care about people you want to go do good work on the lives of people and so there are a whole bunch, a whole bunch of relatively inexpensive, that's not true, they're expensive, but not as expensive, <laughs> programs closer to your home. And here's the thing. As an immigrant to this country, you've been given a picture that is partially true. If you get this degree, it somehow completes you. It somehow by it somehow proves that fill in the blank that you should be here that you've got value that you're smart enough and I want to tell you that's nonsense now I'm also not going to be one of those guys that I see them on YouTube and whatever Ivy League schools are stupid <laughs> they're not there's a lot of real smart people there I've sat with them brilliant people incredible resources they're great and I've also sat with some mind-bendingly extraordinary people at local community colleges and especially at local state college and at private faith-based universities. I've sat with them all. And so depending on what you do and why you want to do it, that's how I'm going to decide if that's the school for me. And what you want to do is serve and love people. And so I want you to do that with no debt. In your, there's, there are some killer colleges, by the way, in the Raleigh, North Carolina, in the, in the research triangle. You know that. They're great. You are worth getting through college and not having a bunch of debt, and you're worth getting a great education, and you can do that right where you are. Okay. So even Don't if we buy have into money, the myth. We should not do it. And by the way, your husband I mean, called in and asked me to tell money. you this. I'm just kidding. He didn't at all. I'm just kidding. So, May, you're asking, if you have the cash, is it okay to do it? Yeah, he wants us to buy a house. And I'm just like, but I really, really want to do this. And he's like, no, no, it's $50,000. We could pay for fifty grand. Well, it, a house is an appreciating asset. You're going to live in that house. It's an appreciating asset. That student loan is a piece of paper that no one's going to ask you about until you have to weave it into the conversation very naturally. Well, and hey, here's the other thing. It, uh, the a degree, a graduate degree, uh, to become a nurse anesthesiologist, I can even make an argument that that's an appreciating investment. Do it with cash. Do it with cash. And do it for the right reasons. Okay. That's exactly right. Do it with cash. It, here's the thing. If you sit down and say, hey, look, um, when I factor in what's going to cost to us to cash out our $140,000 a year jobs to move to Cambridge for um, three years for this program, and you can put that together in cash, I'm not going to be sad about it. But if you can keep your $140,000 a year dollar your jobs and your current 
workplace will help pitch in for some tuition reimbursement to a college there in Raleigh, of which there are some great ones, um, and you're going to keep it going, do it. Just do it. You're worth more than an Ivy League certificate. You are freaking May from Raleigh, and you did it. And you're going to go make it happen. Love it. Thanks for the call, May. Appreciate it. Deanna's up next in Tucson, Arizona. Deanna, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How's it going? Great. How can we help? Good. Um, so I have my question today is my husband and I, we bought a house last June, um, and it's our first house that we bought. We started listening to the show back in January. Um, uh-oh, and uh-oh. Our, house, <laughs> <laughs> our house value has gone up almost about like $100,000. So we're wondering if we should sell our house to pay off our debt and just rent temporarily. How much debt do you have? We have about, well, we just paid off 2000 so we have about $58,000 in debt. And it's student loan, credit card debt, personal loan, the whole nine yards. Okay. What's your household income? We make about 125 a year together. Okay, great. So what does your plan look like to get rid of this debt? How fast right now can you do it? Um, so right now, based on our calculations, it's going to take us, we're, we're considering getting second jobs right now, but, um, based on our just regular, it's going to take us about four years. Okay. I'm getting the second job and I'm going to get that cut down to two years. And if you can do that, I'm not selling the house. That's a big move. (laughs) There's a lot of costs associated with it. You haven't been in there for two years, so there's going to be some capital gains tax. It's not as clean of a break as you think it is to just get rid of the debt, and let's do this leapfrog shortcut. I'm not mad at selling a house to get out of debt and renting for a little while. I think Mm -hmm. that's very noble, and I love that sacrifice. But I think you guys can do this with $125,000 income and $58,000 in debt. We can clean this up in two years. It may take getting a second job. It may take doing the monthly budget, really dialing that in, getting all of our expenses down to bare bones for a short period of time. Because here's the thing, four years, it's a long slog for you guys to sacrifice. 24 months? Yeah. Okay, I can do a second job for 24 months. Hey, will you do me a favor? Take that nuclear energy that is currently pulsing in your chest, in your husband's chest, (laughs) which is the regret and the, are we idiots? And I can't believe we did. Take that and don't run. Don't run from the problem. Go gazelle intense right into the middle of it, okay? Running from it is, okay, let's just sell our house and call it good and whoo, don't do that. Because that's not solving the problem. That's a Band-Aid. You're not going to change your behavior. I want you to grind it out for 24 months. And not. I want you to have a second job and probably a third hustle on the side of that. Okay? And at the end of 24 months, you and your husband will never borrow money again. Your kids won't borrow money. Their kids won't borrow money because you all have bled and you all sweat and you all have argued over budgets and what's important to your family. And now you've got this beautiful house worth a whole bunch of money that's all yours. Mm. Great points there. The housing market is absolutely wild, and everyone's going, we should sell right now. But then you got to go buy at the top of the market or rent at the top of the market, and you're back to square one. So Change you've your behavior. deal with Change the behavior. Behaviors. Good reminders there. This is The Ramsey Show.
is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. You hear us say all the time, folks, that everyone needs a will. And it's true. It's a basic adult responsibility, and there's no good excuse not to have one. The fastest, most cost-effective way to get your will taken care of is by doing it online. And a lot of folks ask us a simple, if a simple online will is right for everybody. And I get that. What if you need a trust or a mirror will? What about powers of attorney and all kinds of things? Well, to help you answer those questions, our team built a really simple, easy quiz that will help you decide on the right option. You'll get custom results based on basic info, like if you're single or married, where you live, or even the size of your estate. Once you're done, you'll know exactly what you need, and you're going to understand it way better. So visit RamseySolutions.com slash WillsQuiz to check it out for yourself. The quiz takes a few minutes, and it'll put you on the path to protect your family and your wishes. That's RamseySolutions.com slash WillsQuiz. All right, let's go to the phones this hour. Caleb joins us in Indianapolis. Caleb, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? What's up, man? Oh, not much. Um, I had kind of a career question for you guys. Um, I started a new job about two months ago. In that time, I've been uh, fully remote. Um, the day, actually, well, not the day, but the week I started, uh, the company instituted a booster requirement. Okay. Um, but since we've been fully remote, they haven't really enforced it. However, today, they basically said uh, month from today, everyone has to be in the office two days a week, and they are enforcing the booster. Um, so I'm just kind of at a crossroads. Like I, I'm not boosted, um, trying to figure out kind of the best way to handle this, especially being so in so new into the role, just kind of the best way to go about this. So, um, man, I've had this conversation a lot over the last, especially the last year. Um, here's the simplest way to go about it. Do you want to get the booster and keep your job? Or do you feel strongly about not getting the booster and you're just going to need to go find another job? Yeah. And what I've found is any other angst you give yourself, any other rage, I get all that, whatever side of this you fall on. But any any additional weight you bring to the conversation beyond answering those two questions is a choice for you. You're choosing to be more miserable. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. If you feel really strongly, I'm not doing this, great. Go get another job. Just be in the market today. Start applying today. You got all weekend. Get after it. If you say, man, I hate this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it, great. Then go do it with a smile on your face and then go on about your day. Anything other than that is a choice to be miserable. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know that that makes sense. It's it's just difficult because it was like, you know, if this requirement was in place when I was going through the process, I wouldn't have even accepted the job. And then I was That's like, right. well, maybe I can make it work for, you know, as long as they'll let me. And then obviously today that kind of all blew up. So That's right. Um, That's right. just trying to understand and also trying to make a clear decision, not obviously a little emotional, just, you know, the suddenness of it. Um coming on today but also understanding i have kind of a month-long runway to figure out what i need to do but just kind of wanted to get an outside opinion yeah. on kind of the best way to how old are you man so, i'm 26 26 all right so is this is this your first or second third big job uh this is my second job i actually just left um in at the end of the year my first job out of college for this position okay so um the vaccine is a it's a lightning rod Okay, and you are wise beyond your years to say, I want to I want to exhale a little bit and get some perspective. But here's mm-hmm. what I want to tell you. 
for the rest of your life, jobs you take are going to you're going to you're going to start a job on Monday and you're going to get reorged on Tuesday. I started this job mm-hmm. with no radio experience and an 18-month plan to learn how this thing works and then COVID kicked off and Dave said, "Well, congratulations, you're on the radio." Right? We had to figure this out live. <laughs> and I man, I've made a train wreck of a few things. And so then there's a reorg, then there's a this, and then, hey, we're not going to be able to do retirement funding matching this year because we're having – it's always going to be a thing. And so – and this is with all of your relationships, all of your life. There's always going to be a thing. I'm living in a house, and then the the county raises my taxes. The I live in a country, and now they require – whatever the thing is, make the decision you're going to make and then be at peace with it and go on about your day. Don't choose to stew and spin and be angry and talk about it and call everybody and Facebook about it. That's just choosing misery. And that misery has a physical toll on your heart, on your brain, on your body. Don't do it. Just say, I'm in or I'm out, and then I'm going to go on about it. And you're making grown-up decisions with whatever for whatever reason. Great, man. I'm proud of you. Um, do you have somebody in your life that you trust that you can sit on and talk to? Yeah, I mean, I'm married and we're we're in a good church too. So, so um, I I would re- I reach out to a man that you trust. Not to say your wife's going to be your wife is is going to be Team Caleb, um, or maybe she's going to be absolutely opposite Team Caleb if you're in my house. <laughs> um, but find a man in your church that's ten years down the road, that's thirty five, forty, and say, hey, can I take can I take you out for coffee? Here's what I'm wrestling with. I just started this job. Here's what I'm thinking through. And let them speak some wisdom into you. And I'm not saying wisdom on what you should do, but it helps take the emotion out of this thing. We can look at this objectively. I do that when I get emotional about decisions, and I still do, right? Um, I get somebody that I trust to help me walk through it. I make the decision, and I'm on about my day, man, just because I'm not going to choose to poison myself. Does that, does that make sense? Yep. Caleb, I'm yeah, less emotional no, that, than John. Definitely helpful. Yeah. So I'll walk you through a different scenario here. How much do you make right now? Um, with a bonus, I'm at 101. Wow, way to go, man. 101 at 26 years old, you're crushing it. So, tell me this. <laughs> Here's how I look at it. If someone said, hey, if you get the booster, I'll give you $101,000 a year forever. I'd be like, okay, well, now it's a decision to consider. But if you say, hey, my principles, my values, tell me, no, it's not worth that. Well, then we have to turn that down and go, okay, I got to go find to work somewhere else that will hopefully pay me that much or more that will allow me to still have these values and beliefs. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So what's yep, your line of work? Uh, I'm an accountant. Okay. Cool. So in accountant world, you can find another accounting job in Indianapolis, right, that may have less you know, less strict policies. Mm-hmm. Or you may – or here's the thing. Your values may say, I can't be in Indianapolis anymore. Your values mm-hmm. may say, I can't be in this community. Like, you, know, you see what I'm saying? So it's where these values go, and they're your values. That's the beauty of them. And I'm going to pick them. I'm going to hold them firm. And then I'm going to go about my life, right? Yeah. And yeah, if the, if the mm-hmm. matrix is, um, there's not a lot I wouldn't do for $101,000. Then I great. just try to take the emotions out of it for a second and go, okay, let's look at logic on paper versus just the emotions. The I other, think both are important. The other side is, yeah, I won't work for a company who chooses to insert themselves into my life at this level. I don't want that sort of um, control. All right, great, man. Mm-hmm. And then be at peace with it. Yep. Yeah, and that's what I've been struggling with. It's like if you can't trust me to make like a medical decision for myself, how can you even trust me to like do my job correctly? And that's I think that's really like what I've been wrestling with. So hey, on the so, flip side of it. So here's okay. what I want to I want to really caution you against. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned this. 
there's a it's an old psychological principle called the fundamental attribution error. Okay, it's when you get inside somebody else's head and try to decide for them why they just did what they did. And then you respond to your perception of why they did what they just did, and you get mad about it or angry about it or happy about it or whatever. So what I'll tell you is get out of people's heads, whether it's your wife, whether it's your workplace, just look at the policy on the paper. They're asking me to do this. This violates my values. I got a month. Cool. I'm out. Have a great week. Uh, Here's a micro version of this. Um, You walk in from a hard day of accounting, and your wife left her shoes by the door again, and you trip over them. And you can think, she just did that to make me... You could get in her head and think that, or you could say, man, my wife's probably really exhausted, and something must be going on. I'm going to pick these things up, and I'm going to do the dishes too, right? So you get to pick how you respond here. I'd say get out of your company's head. They don't trust me to... Nope, that's nothing to do with you. They made a policy. Just say, am I going to follow this policy or not? And then I'm going about my day. One of those choices is filled with anxiety, and one is just... Freedom. This is life. What this am I going to do freedom. next? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, good luck with the decision, Caleb, no matter what you end up with. But you're crushing it, man. 26, 100K, not so bad. I'll take that. This is The Ramsey Show. Today's scripture of the day is a deep cut from Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. Dale Carnegie says, remember, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. That's fantastic, it's a riddle Dale. wrapped in a rhyme. I've never even heard that quote. Dale Carnegie, remember, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. I'm just going to go straight to Alex in Kansas City, man. That's all I got to say about that. What's up, Alex? Uh, not much. How you been, man? Excellent. What's up? How can we help? Uh, well, I'm 17, and here in about two weeks, I turn 18, and I gain access to a trust run from some lawsuits when I was a kid for some medical issues. Okay. And it's quite a bit of money, and I was just calling to see, like, uh, what what do I go, like, what do I do about that? Like, it's... How much money? It's more money than I've ever been accustomed to. How much? Three point five million. Three point five million. Okay. Are you? Are your parents in the room with you? Uh, no, they are not. I'm. I asked that the wrong way. Are your parents in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are they going to be helping you with this? Yeah. Hundred okay. percent. Okay. When it comes to this amount of money at your age, it would do you uh, a solid to have a long pause before we do anything with this money. And there's going to be a lot of yeah. people who are going to want a piece of this, who are going to be happy to help you manage this money. Alex, people are going to come out of the woods. They're going to come off your roof. They're going to come out of everywhere. Now, have you had a yeah, job before? Uh, I've always had summer jobs, but I'm an athlete all year round, so it's just like a summer gig. Okay. Well... There's only three things you can do with money. You can give it, you can save it, and you can spend it. 
And at your age, I would focus on the first two before the spending part because this can easily become like Richie Rich style. You yeah. know, you're like buying the mansion, you got the fancy car, and at 17 years old, you still have like another, I don't know, 80 something years to live. <laughs> and so if you manage this yeah. well, you won't have to worry about money ever again. Or you could go full like, prodigal son okay and it could be gone tomorrow. Like, yeah. Is it okay for for me to like go out and like purchase a house at like 19 next year? I would not. Like is that okay? It, it, do you uh, need a house at It's 19? not a matter of okay. Yeah. Why would you do that? I mean, I don't know. It's just like, it seems like a smart thing to do. I live 4,000 miles away via th- one, two, three, four cities away from where I was at 19. The idea True. that you'd buy a house at 19, like, I just don't know why you would do that. Yeah, you've got the money, but I don't know why you do that. Are you going to go to college? Are you going to go to school? Yeah, yeah. Was there money saved up for that outside of the settlement? Uh, no, it, that is part of, like, that's going towards my college. Okay. Okay. So I would sit down with your parents and say, "What's the game plan with this money? We're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna go to college debt free. Go buy yeah, a car and don't buy a Tesla. Buy a used truck and get yourself to and from yeah. school, right? And it's mm-hmm. hey, listen Definitely. to me, Alex. I'm asking you to do something that most people on planet Earth would not do, and that is to look at 3.5 million dollars to buy a twenty thousand dollar car." Okay. Mm-hmm. Most people would not have the discipline to do that, and you're ta- you're 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 acting now for 35 year old Alex and your two or three kids that you don't even know yet. You haven't even named them yet. Yeah. Okay. So I'd put the rest with your SmartVestor Pro, and they're going to not put their hands and all your money. They're not going to spend all their time trying to figure out how they can bilk you out of this thing, and you're going to let it grow and grow and grow. Do you have any debt, Alex? Uh no, none. Okay. I want to keep it that way for the rest of your life, and that's going to help you make the most of this money. I want you to have an emergency fund once you have a picture of what your life looks like, maybe beyond college, of three to six months, and I want you to be investing 15% of your income from whatever job you have. So let's pretend this money even isn't there. Then when it comes time to buy a reasonable car like John's talking about, we do that with cash. When it comes time to buy a reasonable house, maybe once you're married, maybe we do that. Beyond that, mm-hmm. I want you to have a, assemble a team, and you can do that at RamseySolutions.com. We've got people in the tax industry, in the real estate industry, in the investing industry. You've got to start assembling your team of people who care about Alex, who want Alex to win, who can help you do things mm-hmm. the smart way, who have your interest at heart. And so that's what your best move right now is. Make a game plan with your parents and assemble that team of people who can help you manage this well and be a good steward of what was given to you. Hey, Alex, um, this is a hard question I'm going to ask you. Are your parents trustworthy? Uh, my mother, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, if this money has a specific legal designations, this money is for you, this is your money, um, I can see a scenario, and I'm not saying this is your parents, your dad, or your mom, a scenario where... People want this. Your parents want this money to pay off their house, pay off their debts, to pay off their things. And so, if mm-hmm. you find yourself in a situation where you are feeling uncomfortable, that other people are using yeah. you as a lottery ticket, it might be a cousin. It'll be a, there are going to be several cousins that come out of the woods on this one. Um, yeah. 
it's best to say, I'm going to not continue this conversation right now and go get with a smart investor pro, go get with a legal professional. This is enough money that I might even reach out and get an attorney that's going to help me walk through this and at the end of the day, protect me, not from myself even, but protect me from other folks around. Um, Man, the fact that you're 17 years old and you thought to make the phone call that you're thinking, I want to do this right, tells me that you're way, way ahead of the game, man. As George said, you got 80-something years to go. So slow play this. You're in no hurry. you got your college taken care of, and that's the next, what, three or four or five yeah. years of your life. Then let's let's invest in Alex right now because he still has to live a life. Yeah. He's going to work a job. You're not just going to live on an island somewhere. But if you invest, I did some math for you, you invest $3 million of this over 30 years, you're going to have upwards of 50 to $60 million sitting there. Imagine what you could do for your community, the ways you could give, man, yeah. that's inspiring to think exactly, about. Exactly, man. The, the, yeah, the because of, you were a good steward of this and didn't blow it, it to amazing. look showy on Instagram. And I don't feel that from Alex at all. No, man. But, man, that's a lot of weight to put on a 17-year-old. Yeah. So that's a lot. Call us back if you need help along the way, man. We're here for you. All right, let's run out to my the, the town I was born in, Chris in Houston, Texas. What's up, Chris? Hey, thank y'all so much for taking my call. You got it. What's up? All right, so I'm in a situation where I've been paying you on a car for two years now, and I have about two years left. I'm paying four ninety seven a month, so about five hundred. And uh, I just started listening to the Ramsey Show for about a week, and I love what I'm hearing. I wish I would have heard it two years ago. <laughs> but uh, my question is: is if I should sell my car or keep on paying it? What's left on the loan? Uh, 11000 And what's the car worth? I actually called uh, a dealership today, and they said <laughs> eleven to 13000 Okay. I want you to check about four other places outside of just a dealership, Facebook Marketplace, Auto Trader, Kelly Blue Book, Carvana, Vroom. Yes, I, I did a Kelly Blue Book, and I did a Carvana. Carvana hasn't gotten back to me, uh, but uh, the Kelly Blue Book was about uh, also, it was like thirteen or fourteen thousand. Okay. How and much money do you have? Uh, man, I'm, I've been so bad with money. I'm glad I found the Ramsey Show. But all I have uh, to my name right now is uh, not, <laughs> about seventeen hundred bucks. Hey, Chris, hold your head up high. Yeah. We've all been there, okay? Yeah. Oh yeah, for Sa- sure, man. Same team. I'm, I'm on. I'm on the right track now. I feel like, and I'm trying to get. I'm trying to. Absolutely. Uh, Get rid of my debt, man. That's how good. Much, how much debt do you have outside of the car? What else? Like overall total? Yeah. Like my entire debt? Man, I just bought a house. I'm in about 65000 debt uh, in debt. Outside of the everything. mortgage? Including your house? Yeah, because I bought a, a trailer house and manufactured home. Okay. okay. So just the car debt outside of that. All right, here's what I want you to do. Sell the car for fourteen. Then you have 3000 left over. Take your 700 bucks. That leaves you with 1000 Go buy a $3,700 car to get you around for now until you can upgrade and get yourself out of debt. Chris, we're walking with you, man. We've all been there. Keep your head up high, and let's start making good choices from this moment forward. I'd like to thank George Campbell, James Childs, Ben Hill, Kelly Daniel, and even Zach Hendon. America, laugh often, be generous, be kind, turn off your screens, and don't outsource your life. We'll see you soon on The Ramsey Show.
Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com slash show.